2: Tended to play a little too much hero
0: ball. It's a no brainer selection for Jacksonville. I believe he is a true leader in every sense of the word. I just fear for your fan base that that's what's going to happen. Here we go, back again for day four of the Ultimate Mock Draft
3: 2022, presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. It is unlike any other mock draft out there, period. You're getting local insights expert analysis insider information from odyssey experts like michael irvin jason Lockenfora, and matt herslick the folks that know and love your favorite teams of course and not least of all you're getting my co-host matt williamson alongside me brian peacock the host of peacock and Williamson NFL show daily on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt, I am pumped for another day of this Ultimate Mock Draft, and things are heating up here as we get into the second half of round one, and I know for sure that the trade winds are blowing and that teams are calling hot and heavy. We'll see if any of those trades actually get consummated here on day four.
0: Yeah, how much fun is this? I mean, this has been a total blast. Really impressed with our hosts, all the contributors. I mean, the shows have been awesome. Picks have made sense, and... Uh, there's a lot of logic behind all of them. Uh, again, I'm really impressed and let's dig in. I mean, we're leading off the show or, the, you know, this particular show with two teams that have already picked, you know, the, with the Eagles and, and, uh, saints and, Neither one of them took a receiver, although I think it's a big need for both teams. So, (laughs) might that run continue? Who knows?
3: Yeah, it was a huge surprise when picks 15 and 16 went with the Saints and the Eagles not selecting wide receivers. There's still some really good receivers on the board, though, here for Philadelphia who are on the clock at pick number 18, Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri, the hosts of Locked On Eagles. We've already heard from them once. We'll hear from them again. We're hearing from a lot of our hosts multiple times. Many teams having multiple picks in round one this year makes for an odd dynamic how about the locked on nfl draft room with eric crocker and ryan tracy to set up day four of the ultimate mock draft
4: as we get ready for the philadelphia eagles to come back onto the clock at 18 the best remaining players available in this draft one stands out to be and that's because we've seen some talent go off the board but my wide receiver one is still sitting out there and as this has to go through I, the question for me becomes evaluation and who needs what. I'm surprised that Garrett Wilson is still available. Are you,
5: crock? Yeah, that was one of the more surprising ones. Now, I, I like a couple of guys a little bit more. and But, yeah, Jameis Williams, I'm not surprised that he went ahead just based on my evaluation. But Garrett Wilson definitely be the, the healthier player and still being on the board. I mean, that's a big time. Uh, plus, for a lot of teams, that are still looking to draft receivers. I think for me, it was Jordan Davis. You know, the big defensive tackle out of Georgia, I was expecting him to go a little bit higher. This is a guy who, you know, is probably pound for pound the most athletic player in this draft. And to see what he put on at the combine and also what he's able to do on film, with just brute strength, being able to chase down guys from the backside of plays, I think he's gonna make a team very happy soon.
4: There are a couple of players that actually have been selected higher than I expected and one stands out to me because i want to know if the eagles know something that i don't because there's a lot of question marks about andrew ruth and about his physicality and his current health i didn't expect him to make the top half of round one i think his talents there i certainly have him as one of my favorite corners in this group but all the injuries have me a bit nervous i thought he was going to drift towards the bottom of the first maybe top of the second that's what surprised me what about you
5: Yeah, you know, Booth is someone that is very talented, but without getting any testing numbers on him, you know, how athletic is he? You see the ball in the air and how he's able to make plays there, it looks terrific. But there's a guy that I have just a little bit higher, and that's Kyrie Elam, who's still on the board. So when you talk about my remaining best players, I'd have to put Kyrie Elam in there, cornerback out of Florida.
4: And who else went higher than you thought that they would?
5: I'd say probably Chris Olave. And, And again, I like where he went. I think him going to the Houston Texans, that's solid. but. I just expected him to go just a little bit later, a little bit later. I think that's a great fit for him. So that's a win for the Houston Texans. But, you know, you talked about Garrett Wilson being on the clock. That's a guy I expected to probably go a little bit ahead of Chris Olave.
3: What do you think here for the Eagles? You mentioned it. They did not go wide receiver. That seems like quite easily the top need now for these Eagles, even though they've spent so many top picks on wide receivers. Maybe that was the thought from the locked on eagles crew that look let's go get a cornerback andrew booth with pick number 15 even though there are still some good wide receivers on the board and even though there's some teams picking behind us that might take a wide receiver because we've drafted so many high wide receivers recently it, it it does seem a little odd that with two first round picks and a second round pick in three straight years they really only have one good wide receiver to show for it in philly
0: <laughs> doesn't mean you should stop trying though and I'm a little conflicted here because I think Traylon Burks and Garrett Wilson are the best two receivers available, but I like the Burks fit better in that he's a little more physical. He's bigger. He's halfway between Goddard and Devontae Smith where Wilson's a little redundant with Smith, but I also think Wilson's clearly the better prospect. So I would probably prefer him just because I would have a higher grade on Wilson. I'm also conflicted, though, because the Eagles love their big men. And if they have two first round picks, are they really going to take two sub 200 pound players in a corner and a receiver, (laughs) or would they just take the best lineman available?
3: Let's find out because the pick is in. The Eagles are ready to make their selection at number 18 in the Ultimate Mock Draft.
6: With the 18th overall pick in the 2022 Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson the third year in a row. The Eagles select a wide receiver in the first round the fourth year in a row that they take a pass catcher in the first two rounds. You could even say fifth year in a row with tight end Dallas Goddard back in 2018. Although they have Devontae Smith established as their wide receiver one, Quez Watkins as a low-end wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, they still need another piece for Jalen Hurts or whoever the next quarterback will be for the Eagles. And Garrett Wilson checks all the boxes, an explosive release, short and long-term speed down the field, can make contested catches, can play both in the slot and on the outside, he is an interchangeable receiver that I think would fit perfectly with Smith and Watkins, who both played a lot of inside and out last year. The Eagles don't technically go by an XYZ type of receiver set, but they do still need that third passing target at the position, considering how much 11 personnel they do use Moving forward, I personally think Wilson is the most complete and the best receiver in this class. He'd be my number one receiver off the board. The fact that we can get him here at 18th overall is just incredible value.
3: Look, need best player available, Garrett Wilson. Easy selection here out of Ohio State for the Locked On Eagles crew. Maybe just because of the player they drafted last year in Devontae Smith, not the perfect fit, but they they do different things, and they can both move around in the slot and outside. And, man, you better be fast, and you better be quick if you want to cover these guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good pairing, I think, you know, in terms of explosion, outside the numbers, you know, getting people as well as in the slot, getting people out of the box, you know, very friendly targets for Jalen Hurts to continue to improve. I totally understand it. I mean, getting Wilson this late too, I think is really nice value.
3: I will say as light as Garrett Wilson weighed in at the combine, he's got much bigger calves than Devontae Smith does because Devontae He's Smith has some of the skinniest yeah. legs I've ever seen for a draft pick. Garrett Wilson actually I'm I'm surprised. He looks a little bigger and, and in a lot of cases plays a little bigger, especially with the ball in the air because how well he is at going and getting the ball than uh you know than a sub 190 pound wide receiver. So I think that'll be a fine pairing in Philly.
0: Yeah. Uh, neither one's going to give you a lot of blocking in the run game, but you know, obviously and that's important to this team more than others, but still that's down the list of uh job requirements of you know, wide receiver.
3: Philly expert and Odyssey insider Joe Giglio with more on the selection of Garrett Wilson to the Eagles at pick
7: 18. Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State would be the kind of pick that would get me to reluctantly say... Yeah, it's a good one for the Eagles at where they get them in the first round. Look, I have been on record as saying I don't think the Eagles should take a receiver in the first round this year and think that it's not really based on this class. These guys are good players. I don't think they're quite as good as last year with Jamar Chase and Waddell and Devontae Smith. The Eagles have spent so many resources, two straight first-round picks, and they throw a second-round pick in 2019 on wide receivers that I think they need to build other elements of their team. And I look at this particular class, including Garrett Wilson, I don't think it's dynamic. I don't think there's a true number one in the NFL in this class. That being said, I do like Garrett Wilson the best out of this group. And based on value alone, where the Eagles took him in this draft, it's hard to imagine any team passing up Garrett Wilson mid-late first round. In fact, you know, as, as I look through a lot of mock drafts, he's a top 10 guy to a lot of people. And, and the comps that I've seen for him is souped up Odell Beckham Jr., a guy that could do everything on the football field great hands. He is on record as saying how big of an Eagles fan he was as a kid, big Donovan McNabb fan. So I think he'd be excited to come here. And look, the Eagles last year offensively turned a corner as they threw the football less. They became a running football team. They became a ground and pound kind of team. You know, Kind of similar to the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson. That's kind of the offense they ran here last year towards the end with Jalen Hurts playing the Lamar role. It could be very successful. You can win, but you also need in the NFL if you're going to be a high-level offense and they were pretty good offense last year through a lot of the metrics. But to be a high-level offense, you've got to be able to do multiple things. Run the football and throw the football. Adding Garrett Wilson at the value they get him in this draft has to be a no-brainer. I would reluctantly say, all right, I'm in. And the Eagles could line up Devontae Smith and Garrett Wilson and, and throw a, a guy like Quez Watkins in there and give themselves a chance with a tight end like Dar- Dallas Goddard at the pick. The value, good pick. Jay Stevens locked
3: on Buckeyes, OSU expert. He's been busy in this mock draft standing by to talk about the prospect and the college player that was Garrett Wilson.
8: The two-time All-Big Ten receiver has numerous elite qualities that will allow him to make an instant impact in the National Football League. Garrett Wilson is one of those players every NFL team wants on Their roster, you can make the case that he's the best route runner in the class. He has phenomenal body control, he's versatile and can play out of every alignment. He's also great while operating in tight spaces. Garrett Wilson will be a great addition to any NFL team,
3: Matt. Things do start to get a little bit difficult here, I think, for the Saints because maybe the value is now gone at wide receiver, and I think things. Fell really well for the Saints at pick sixteen, and they ended up with the offensive tackle. Probably thinking, look, there's a bigger drop, to drop in offensive tackle than wide receiver, so let's go tackle here. Hope that a receiver is still there. You mentioned Traylon Burks earlier; who's still around. There are some really quick receivers if they're looking for someone who's you know more different than the guy that's been called Slant Boy in Michael Thomas for the Saints over there on the other side. And you know there is. Sky Moore still available. There is George Pickens, Jahan Dotson. There's a number of wide receivers they could go with here, or maybe they don't find value at all in wide receiver and want to go a different route. And, hey, Kenny Pickett's still on the board as well.
0: Yeah, as I say, Pickett, it's really decision time, you know, in that they made this trade with the Eagles well before the draft with many thinking they must have a quarterback in mind. That's the only way you do this. I've kind of thought the other way. You sign Dalton and Winston that you want to get a receiver and a tackle and address those two needs. I guess Burks would be the, the, the receiver to take, but I, I don't love that pairing with Thomas, to be honest with you. I would have loved Garrett Wilson, but I, I, mean, I don't love the Burks-Thomas combination. Maybe you do it anyway. You know, is Pickett just too good to pass up at this point? Or do you take a, a totally different route and take – Jordan Davis, you know, I mean, somebody like that. I Just you put them right in the middle of your defense and so yeah, keep a strength of strength. So I'm not sure what that answer is, but um, I'm curious how they how they attack this.
3: Looking back at pick 16 and how things went at 17 and 18, back-to-back wide receivers for the Saints, do you think Ross Jackson would want to do it over again, go wide receiver at 16 and hope that penning fell to him at 19?
0: Maybe. Um I don't think the Eagles would have taken Penning, but I do think the Chargers probably would have. But then Jameson Williams would be available, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: If they went with Garrett Wilson, say, at 16, and Jameson Williams was the highest player on the Chargers board, I wonder if they had him over Penning. I don't know. We will never know, but what we will know is who Ross Jackson, the host of Locked On Saints,
9: selects at number 19 for the New Orleans Saints. With the 19th selection in the ultimate mock draft, the New Orleans Saints select Traylon Burks wide receiver out of Arkansas. Traits, traits, and more traits, height, weight, speed, whatever cliche you want to use, it applies to Burks because he gives you everything that NFL coaches love at the position. At six foot three, two hundred and twenty-five pounds. He ran a four-five forty or in that four-five range, which is slower than people mostly expected. But if you look at the tape, once he gets past defenses, they're not catching him from behind. And with the return of Michael Thomas slated in 2022, it gives you an opportunity to put that big X receiver-like frame that Burks carries over on the opposite side, giving him some one-on-one flanker situations that he'll be able to take advantage of, whether he's stacking uh, defenders in order to create some separation or he's simply winning at the catch point. He gives you everything that you're looking for in a New Orleans Saints offense that is desperate for more explosiveness coming from that wide receiver. Roman Burks gives you everything that you need. The Razorback,
3: Traylon Burks. He is a monster and maybe a little underrated with his speed. I never saw Burks get caught from behind, even though his workout numbers weren't stellar as compared to some other folks at Indy. With that fast track in Indy this year, do you have any questions about the athleticism for Traylon Burks? Because the physicality is there.
0: Not really, because the tape shows an athletic, explosive player, also very physical. Again, I don't think he's slow. You know, I mean, I, I just don't think he had a great day running 40s. Maybe his start wasn't phenomenal. I mean, I'm not an expert on tracks, you know, starts and things like that. But the the tape, to me, implies that it isn't the problem. They'll find a way to use him. I mean, he's a, he's a playmaker and certainly helps them win now.
3: You know who else is a playmaker and knows a little something about being physical in the NFL? Aha. That is... Michael Irvin, Odyssey insider standing by to break down Traylon Burks to New Orleans.
8: When I first saw this, I thought, wow, Traylon Burks is more of an inside guy. Michael Thomas, they have him with the Saints. He's one of the best inside guys in the National Football League. But you know some of the issues they've had with Michael Thomas. And now getting in Traylon Burks, this is a big guy. He plays a physical game of football. And now with you put him with Jameis Winston, who you're trying to teach Jameis Winston, don't play long to short, play short to long. He is a perfect guy to help Jameis Winston continue this new learning process that he started in New Orleans. Traylon Burke for the New Orleans Saints from Arkansas, a great pick.
3: For more information on the Razorback, that is... Traylon Burks and how he might transition into the NFL. John Neighbors, the Arkansas football expert.
10: The greatest and most talented wide receiver to ever play with the Razorbacks. Traylon Burks was able to tear apart SEC defenses last year where everyone knew where the ball was going to go. Everyone knew just how talented he was, but it didn't matter as he was an unstoppable force for the Razorback offense last year. Standing at 6'3", weighing around 230 pounds, there is not a greater, more gifted athlete when he combines speed, athleticism, as well as his hand size. He's going to be a phenomenal wide receiver in the NFL. First round draft pick, he is going to be big time for whichever team ends up adding him into the mix. Coming up next on day four of
3: the Ultimate Mock Draft, stay tuned for... The Pittsburgh Steelers at pick 20. Quarterbacks are still out there. New England Patriots at 21. And the Green Bay Packers on the clock and on the phone at pick 22.
11: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per
0: line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
3: There's no team that my co-host here, Matt Williamson, knows better than his Pittsburgh Steelers doing daily radio in the Pittsburgh area, aside from doing the Peacock and Williamson show here with me on the Locked On Podcast Network. What is the biggest need for the Steelers at 20 and how this board has fallen? Are you running up the card for the local quarterback prospect out of Pitt in Kenny Pickett?
0: Real interested to see what Chris Carter does here and just got word the other day that uh, the Steelers will be back at St. Vincent's away from away for camp, so I'll have a cold run with Chris here and there, of course. Um, he, I think this pick's in good hands, but boy, there's some options. You know, Pickett is certainly in play. That wouldn't be what I would do, to be honest with you. Um, I think wide receiver and safety are the two biggest non-quarterback needs. You have your pick of safeties not named Kyle Hamilton, and to me... Dax Hill is very, very attractive here, Um, but there's also, I I mentioned Jordan Davis a minute ago, boy, the Steelers' run defense was horrendous last year, and they have not infused that defensive line with a top-notch player in a while.
3: I mean, such a strength for the Steelers for so long, and the defensive line have let a couple guys go, and uh, that wouldn't shock me, and you start to get a pick 20, and I know a nose tackle isn't the du jour position in the nfl these days but you start getting to this point into the first round uh no problem with jordan davis but man it would be exciting to have a just a dynamic four three speed safety out there to go with mika fitzpatrick lewis scene right. and dax hill i love both those guys and have no problem Thank with you. them going in the 20s either
0: no i mean frankly if it's seen or hill at 20 in the real draft i will have no problem with that whatsoever um but there are some options Pick it, this isn't for me. I, I want to love him. Trust me. I'm a pick guy. I'm a Steelers Oof. guy. Um, but I, I don't know that I love that situation.
3: Blasphemous from Matt Williams against his pit product. The pick is in. Christopher Carter, the host of Locked On
8: Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers select Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia. Now, some may be thinking, the Steelers, why aren't you going quarterback? Why aren't you do- trying to replace Ben Roethlisberger? Well, the Steelers are going to be all about defense in 2022, regardless of who they pick at quarterback this season. So why not get a defensive super potential superstar who just fell to you in a ridiculous way? Not only would he be able to, to team up with Stephon Tuitt, who had 11 sacks the last time he played a full season in the NFL, and Cam Hayward, who's been an all-pro superstar defensive tackle, but he would be the guy that they'd be passing off the torch to. Been a lot of great Steelers defensive linemen over the years, but Cam Hayward's in his early 30s, and Stephon Tewitt isn't far behind him. They need a new guy who can be a potential star at the position, who will be able to grow up with them, basically able to learn behind them, and become the next standout on the position to lead the Steelers defensive front in the coming years when their careers come to an end. Jordan Davis is also a freakish athlete that you can't pass up. A six, foot six running a 4'7", 40-yard dash, showing extremely extreme explosiveness in his broad jump, his vertical jump, his 10- and 20-yard splits, He's exactly the kind of athlete that you want to be a butt kicker on the Steelers defensive line would take them from being the rush rushing defense in 2021 and probably help them become one of the better rush defense units in the NFL in 2022.
3: Okay. His head was right where yours was Matt. And it is Jordan Davis, the 340 pound interior nightmare. Can he at least play some more snaps in the NFL than he did in college? That'd be the big question because I think he could be a game wrecker inside.
0: Yeah. And I think this is what I would have done as well. And frankly, even if he can't, and any other school, he'd have played a lot more snaps. I mean, when you're winning by 50, you're not going to have Jordan Davis out there. And when you have two other first-round pick defensive tackles, you can rotate him and keep him fresh. He's never going to be a 100% snap count guy. But hey, the Steelers have Cam Hayward, Tyson alu and Stephon Toit, And those guys are up in age. So they don't need a lot from Davis right off the bat. You know, just bring in a high-pedigree guy to learn from them. Give you 25 snaps a game.
3: For more on the Jordan Davis selection, Pittsburgh Odyssey insider Chris Mueller with more. Outside of the usual quarterback
13: intrigue, there might not be a more discussed first-round prospect than Georgia defensive lineman Jordan Davis. Davis was an immovable mountain of a man in the middle of the National Champion Bulldogs dominant defensive line anchoring a group that allowed a paltry 2.6 yards per carry. The hype train picked up even more steam after Davis's astonishing combine performance. The 6 foot 6 340 pounder ran a 4.78 second 40 yard dash and topped it off with a 32 inch vertical leap. Despite the jaw dropping numbers, there are questions about Davis. He played at about 360 pounds this year. And whether or not he can play enough plays in the past happy NFL to justify a first round pick is a real question. If Davis can keep his weight down and shows the kind of versatility that keeps him on the field for some passing downs, he could be one of the most impactful, disruptive, and dominant players in the 2022 draft. With Ben Roethlisberger newly retired, the Steelers have been connected to just about every first or second round graded quarterback in this draft. That said, their normally stout run defense was dead last in the league last year, and the team needs an infusion of youth along a defensive line whose best player, Cam Hayward, is approaching his mid 30s. Davis would immediately address many of the team's run defense problems, and while the Steelers might be tempted by his Georgia teammate Devontae Wyatt, Davis's enormous upside will make him too tempting. To pass up
3: a busy man over the course of this ultimate mock draft week is Daniel Moore, he is our college expert for the University of Georgia.
6: Look, I don't know how many more times we can say this about Georgia defenders, but they don't grow them like this anymore, or have they before? When you're talking about a guy that is 6'6, 3'40, probably going to get down to that 330 range or 325 is what he wants to do playing weight wise. Running a 40-yard dash in 4.78 seconds, faster than many of the quarterbacks that are athletic and moving around mobile in the NFL. Jordan Davis is a guy that will not move the center. Instead, will move the center back on you, and that's what makes him special. He redefines where the play begins, and if you know anything about football, that changes literally everything about an offensive scheme. He is a man in the middle for years to come.
3: Well, Matt, the slide is officially on. You know, the the camera, much like Aaron Rodgers, is going to be in the face of Kenny Pickett, falling all the way through the first 20 picks and past some teams that have a big quarterback need, uh, a quarterback of the future in the Saints and Steelers. I would have put money that in those three selections, 16, 19, and 20, a quarterback two would have been off the board. Every quarterback except Malik Willis is available now and at pick 21 the new england patriots unless they trade out of here they found their quarterback last year so it ain't happening now either
0: no and we're into the playoff teams here you know this is when you usually see quarterback slides when you get into the 20s and all these teams that don't need them so i'm sure there's some people on phones trying to maybe get up but um new england's an interesting situation i mean I have all the respect in the world for that team and what they've accomplished, but I think their roster is bad. I mean, I, I think a corner would make a lot of sense, but the guys that are gone, I think, are the only ones I would take in this neighborhood. Same is true at wide receiver. You know, adding Devontae Parker is not enough for me to say, wow, that problem's fixed. Um, o line could always be at play with them. I, I did a mock recently, we did it on the on the air, and I also did it for Steelers.com. I had Nakobe Dean going there and I had mixed feelings about it because he's not the high tower size, but he has the mind and the leadership that Belichick would love. So I almost almost put Quay Walker from Georgia there just because of the body type.
3: Yeah, there's a number of directions the Patriots could go here. They do have some needs on the roster, and you can you would you should never be shocked if Bill Belichick drafts. Anybody on the trenches on either side of the ball. So I can right, see any right, position right. there. And uh, off ball linebacker could be it. They need an infusion of young athletic talent, and they lost their best cover guy. And uh, to me, Kyrie Elam would be the selection for me here. Mm. And I have no problem with him in man coverage, in a heavy man coverage scheme. I have no problem with him in his own scheme. I think he's just a clean prospect, height, weight, speed, and he can play. He's got a little bit of everything. And might go a little bit higher than people expect. Mike DeBate is ready with this selection for. The New
12: England Patriots pick 21 in the ultimate mock draft. With the 21st pick in the 2022 Locked On Podcast Network's ultimate NFL mock draft, the New England Patriots select linebacker Nicobe Dean out of the University of Georgia. Standing at only 5 feet 11 inches tall and questions surrounding his reach and his wingspan, they usually like them a little bit bigger, a little bit more plotting in their playing style. However, for a defense that looked a step too slow and a bit long in the tooth last season, Dean is the perfect antidote. He has that sideline to sideline speed and that fluid movement that's going to make him an instant difference maker in both pass defense and also in the pass rush. But Dean's greatest asset is his ability to defend against the run. That's something that the Patriots have not had and had trouble with at the linebacker position in recent years. Dean plays downhill. He's very quick to pick up run plays. And, in fact, he's what I like to call an RPO buster. He's just that good against the run. He was among the leading tacklers for the national champion Georgia Bulldogs last season, as well as in the nation, and he rarely misses tackles in the box. Bottom line, drafting Dean is a signal that the Patriots are willing to go against script in 2022 by getting younger and faster at the position. The Pats have a lot of needs that could have been addressed here, but speed at the linebacker position was definitely a big need, and they filled it with a potentially dynamic talent in N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker
3: out of Georgia, and you kind of had a a feeling about that one, Matt. What do you like about N'Kobe Dean? What do you like about the fit to New England here?
0: The football IQ, the leadership, the communication, all that stuff. I mean, Dean was the leader of the best defense that I can remember in college. Obviously, he does some good things on the field, too. Run and hit player, instinctual, good coverage player. His size worries me a little bit, though. Like, I don't consider him one of the top 21 best players in this draft.
3: I think there might be a slide happening for some of the off-ball linebackers just because they're less... Highly thought of and than then yeah, they yeah. used to be. But if, you, if you're if you going to draft a linebacker, he better be athletic and he better be smart. And I think Nicobe Dean definitely hits those boxes. But it did help that he had the guy who was drafted right in front of him, Jordan Davis, in the middle. And ton of those right, really right. talented defensive linemen to keep him clean all day. So that's something that obviously Bill Belichick is going to want to do for Nicobe Dean as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. And you have to. I mean, it makes him makes evaluating him a little difficult when all those Georgia D linemen are up there just playing the run as well as they are and demanding double teams.
3: New England Odyssey insider Andy Hart is standing by with more on Nicobe
1: Dean to the Pats. N'Kobe Dean is a unanimous All-American linebacker, won the Butkus Award as the best linebacker in the country last fall for Georgia. He was arguably the best player on the best defense in the country, helping the Bulldogs win the national title for Kirby Smart. Basically, Dean can do it all. He can make plays all over the field as a tackle machine, sideline to sideline. Need him to get involved with big plays? Well, he had tackles for a loss, ten and a half of those. Want to get a little pressure on the quarterback? He can do that, too. Six sacks a year ago. Two forced fumbles. Need him to move laterally or drop into coverage? Yep. Checks off that box as well. Eight passes defensed two interceptions he is an all-around linebacker the one thing he isn't is nfl huge he's only 5 foot 11 230 pounds more of a modern linebacker in terms of nfl standards and that's where the fit with the patriots becomes a question traditionally bill belichick has liked bigger linebackers he's a guy that's always looked for that dante hightower kyle Van vannoy jamie collins oh by the way three linebackers that were on the patriots a year ago that are currently free agents But Matt Groh, the team's director of player personnel in his pre-draft press conference, admitted those big linebackers, they just don't really exist anymore in college football. And as an NFL team, you have to take what the college football game gives you and what the college game gives you. And N'Kobe Dean is one of the best linebackers in high school, one of the best linebackers in college, and a guy that looks like, given his experience in a scheme very similar to New England, could be an impact Patriots linebacker. Get younger, get faster at the second level. Nikobe Dean does all of that. He just doesn't check in at over six feet tall. And in most people's eyes, making plays is more important than height. Here we go again. Daniel Moore. I
3: don't have to introduce him. He is the host of Locked On Georgia Bulldogs here on the Locked On <laughs> Podcast Network. And uh, we might be calling on him yet again very soon.
10: He's the preeminent middle linebacker in all of college football last year for the national championship winning team. I guess you could start with that. He's got the speed, he has the athleticism, and the most uh, – the he can play in coverage, he can come up and run support, he can rush the passer. But the thing about N'Kobe Dean that makes him special is that when he puts his hands on you, you are on the ground. Nicobe Dean does not miss tackles. He is as sure a tackling machine as they come in college football. Uh, whoever drafts this kid is going to be very happy, highest floor – Of all the Georgia draft prospects by far
3: here we go Matt pick 22 the Green Bay Packers are on the clock but I'm getting word that there is a trade there is a trade that is imminent when we come back we'll find out who that is if they finish off this trade and if it will be the Packers or another team jumping up to draft at pick 22 is this Kenny Pickett is this the pick for a quarterback next Okay, Matt, we've got details on the trade, and it is official now. The Green Bay Packers are no longer on the clock at pick 22 in the ultimate mock draft, and it is for the second time in the first round. The Seattle Seahawks have made a move, and they are coming up to pick 22, and this has got to be a quarterback, right?
0: You would think. I mean, picket falling this far is pretty attractive. I thought Green Bay would have to kind of stick and pick and take a guy like Dotson, although that's kind of early for him, but wide receivers are going quick and you got to make sure you get one. But um, yeah, I mean, considering it's the team that it is, I I think that it has to be a quarterback here, right?
3: Probably the backup plan for the Packers, because they don't want to force a pick at 22 and the board didn't fall well for them at wide receiver. So you got to either go up to get your guy and be proactive. I'm not sure if they tried to do that, even though I know there were a lot of trade discussions and, And our guy, Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers, was very active in this mock draft, as is witnessed by this trade. And it's Corbin Smith on the clock again now with the Seahawks at pick 22. And I'm dying to find out. Corbin Smith, take it away. Who is the selection? Who did you move up for
10: at pick 22 in the ultimate mock draft? With the 22nd pick in the ultimate mock draft, the Seahawks select Desmond Ritter, quarterback from Cincinnati. The Seahawks have to replace Russell Wilson. They're seeking a quarterback for the first time in a decade. They finally get that opportunity at pick number 22, making a trade to move up with the Green Bay Packers, general manager John Snyder's former employer. And in the process, they're able to land a quarterback that they have fallen in love with during the pre-draft process. Ritter may be the most pro-ready signal caller in this year's draft class and while he doesn't have a cannon for an arm compared to some of his peers in this group he has great poise in the pocket he has the ability to read through his progressions and understands how to read defenses and he can throw receivers open with anticipation he's got great athleticism on top of it ran a 4-5-2 40-yard dash at the combine can create damage with his legs while extending plays both as a passer and going out as a runner And so he's a perfect fit for what the Seahawks want under center. Had to give up both their second round picks to move up to do it. But if you have the quarterback you want and he's available at this stage of the draft, you go up and you get that player. The Seahawks do that and they hope they have a quarterback that can compete with Drew Locke to start on day one.
3: All right, Matt. As expected, it was a quarterback, but not the quarterback we all expected Desmond Ritter goes ahead of Kenny Pickett. He is the selection for the Seattle Seahawks at 22 overall. And I know some folks really like Desmond Ritter. Did you see him going this high and even a team bypassing Kenny Pickett to draft
0: Ritter? Well, I don't want to talk out both sides of my mouth because on many airwaves, including ours, I think I've said that I slightly prefer Ritter to Pickett right now. So uh, how can I be critical? You know, I mean, I think he's an NFL starting quarterback. Is he the next Russell Wilson for the Seahawks? Probably not. I mean, I don't think his ceiling's ridiculously high, but he's a heck of a lot better than Drew Locke and, you know, what they got Geno Smith. In a move like this, I would have loved to see DK Metcalf get to, somehow get the Green Bay. Oh, yeah. that's
3: <laughs> and I know there were those discussions as well behind the scene, and I just I think it's just too hard for, for teams, and I got offers for Debo Samuel as the host of oh, the 49ers, yeah. and you kind of swatted those out of the air, and like, ah, I don't even care if they want to be traded because I don't want to move a star player like that that can be such a difference maker, but for a team that's competing versus a team that might be rebuilding like the Seahawks, I think they probably believe they are... Competing, even though from the outside it doesn't really really look like the case. Let's find out yeah. more about this selection from Jason Lockenfora, our Odyssey Insider.
2: Who doesn't love a big draft night trade, and especially when it involves a quarterback? The Seattle Seahawks flipping three picks to the Packers in order to get number 22 to select Desmond Ritter quarterback from Cincinnati I could get this on a multitude of levels I do expect a team either already picking in the 20s or getting into the 20s moving there to secure a quarterback and to do it with a fifth year option remember not many of these passers are plug and play I don't think any of them are ready to be a day one season one starter so you want to have that fifth year option you want to be able to red shirt them their first season in the NFL if necessary And know you still have four years of cost certainty with them, at least what you get with that fifth year option. Ritter has a tremendous personality. He has an it factor. He's a natural leader. He is more polished and has more experience than some of these other quarterbacks in this class. And I think that's going to matter and resonate with Seattle because Pete Carroll, their head coach, is in his 70s. And I think the closer to being polished at this level the better. Seattle obviously had an earlier pick in this draft. They chose to address other needs. That's understandable. And I still think in the real world, Seattle's a team to keep an eye on, particularly with someone like Baker Mayfield in trade and maybe Jordan Love as well. So I would not be surprised if they addressed their quarterback needs in that manner. However, Ritter is a prospect who would make sense for them. The last time they drafted a quarterback... Fairly high in the draft. It worked out pretty well for them with Russell Wilson. And regardless, no one in that organization or outside that organization believes that Drew Locke is really the solution, short or long-term. Desmond Ritter, perhaps he will be.
3: We've got NFL shows. We've got college shows. And Alex Frank is our local locked-on expert on the Cincinnati Bearcats, who no doubt has been impressed by Desmond Ritter. He got Cincinnati all the way into The college football playoff. I wonder what he thinks about this pick of Desmond Ritter all the way up at 22 to the Seattle Seahawks.
11: The best quarterbacks in today's NFL can not only throw but also make plays with their legs. Desmond Ritter is just that. The two-time AAC Offensive Player of the Year burst onto the scene in 2018 as a dual-threat quarterback. When questions about him as a passer reached a boiling point in his junior season, Ritter responded with three straight 300-yard passing games to close out the 2020 season. He could have entered the NFL draft after that season, but returned for his senior season at Cincinnati. His first pass of 2021 was an 81-yard rainbow touchdown. That was the start of a remarkable senior season that included wins at Indiana and Notre Dame and also saw his draft stock rise. Ritter can bring dynamic playmaking abilities to an NFL team, and whichever team drafts him will most importantly be getting the charismatic leader on the field.
4: We continue the ultimate mock draft, and at 18, the Eagles get back on the clock and take Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State wide receiver. The Saints come back with Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas, Crocs neck of the woods. The Steelers are back with Jordan Davis, the gigantic Georgia D tackle. Patriots off the board with N'Kobe Dean, also from Georgia, the linebacker. And the Seahawks have traded up to 22 to get back into the race after they neglected to take a quarterback, taking Devin Lloyd at number nine. Up earlier, they have now selected Desmond Ritter, the quarterback from Cincinnati, Kenny Pickett's still on the board. This has been a late rise for Desmond Ritter. I think he's always been one of my top three, but I didn't expect this jump to happen for him. What do you think of this, Brock?
5: You know, I like it. And, you know, I think the more surprising thing is that he went ahead of Kenny Pickett, who a lot of people, I think they value him a little bit more, but I like the upside of Desmond Ritter. You know, I just spoke about how, you know, the ball comes out of his hands. I think that's fine. I think the plus athleticism, that's terrific. The ability to make plays, Off script. I think the Seahawks are going to be used to that. But he also brings a certain level of maturity and a certain level of consistency that I think the uh, Seahawks are kind of looking for. And when I say consistency, I think it's more so just kind of knowing who he is. Are there areas where he needs to improve? Of course. But to see him go to the Seahawks, I think that's the perfect place for a guy like Desmond Ritter.
4: And athletically, if you're not going to get Malik Willis, I think that Ritter gives you the escapability when th- something does break down in the pocket. They, he can go and get something done. He doesn't have to run all over the yard like we've seen Willis do, but he just has to get enough to move the chains, get himself a fresh set of downs, and I like that selection for the Seattle Seahawks.
5: And he's a guy also that's going to throw the ball downfield and give big DK Metcalf a chance and also be able to throw to Tyler Lockett. You know, We saw what he did with Alec Pierce and he has Al Pierce moving up boards. He was extremely productive as a receiver for Cincinnati. So I think not only are you know Pete Carroll is going to be happy with this, but I think guys like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett as well.
3: Dare I ask you, Matt, which team you thought had the best selection here on day four when your Pittsburgh Steelers were among them?
0: Yeah, I got to go there. I mean, Homer, big time here. I, As a Steeler guy, I would swap the 20th pick for Jordan Davis in a heartbeat you know just such a, a talented unique player and it fills a need watching their run defense last year was hard i gotta pick the
3: philadelphia eagles as a winner if you are going to okay.
0: and i think they were kind of one of
3: our losers yesterday with andrew booth didn't love the value at 15 but if you know that garrett wilson's gonna be there for you at 18 then have fun with 15 right so uh, that <laughs> it was nice for good, him yeah. to fall there i think New Orleans. I don't know if Traylon Burks is thought of now as a as a top twenty guy anymore, but he, you know, if you use the evaluation from pre combine, you'd probably be jumping all over this pick if you are the Saints at at number nineteen overall. So that one's a little bit iffy. Could be a, a boomer bust selection there. But uh, to me, it's almost a lose-lose with the Seahawks and the Packers at 22 because you felt like, okay, uh, did you have to do something now to come all the way up to 22 to draft your quarterback, or could you have waited a little bit longer if you were the Seahawks and given up less? And if you're the Packers, they still didn't get their superstar wide receiver that they need. So uh, to me, it was like, look, the Packers should have gone up instead of back in this mock draft, and the board just did not fall great for them. And for the Seahawks to come out of this with you know Desmond Ritter and Lloyd and be done with the first two days of the draft that doesn't feel like it's great value either
0: no i can't disagree with anything you said there yeah i think that all adds up um, there are a few controversial picks in this in this, in this episode
3: Absolutely. And look, uh, when it comes to quarterback Desmond Ritter, if he's the guy, then you give up all that all day long and you have no problems. And the Seahawks didn't have to give up future first here, which I think is a big key. And those using those extra second round picks, those back to back top 10 picks in the second round is what allowed the Seahawks to be able to go get their quarterback in round one. I
0: I don't know if I would give that much up for Ritter. I mean, I know exactly what to think on that one, but you love a quarterback and you have the quarterback need i mean that, that's that could pay off very well for you
3: and you also have to be pretty sure if you're the seahawks that there's th- that no matter who your quarterback is at two or three at best after pick 32 you're probably not going to be able to get anything higher than qb4 on your board so if you feel strongly about qb2 then go get your guy Coming up on day five of the ultimate mock draft, the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock at pick 23, followed by the Dallas Cowboys, pick 25, the Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans at 26, followed by the Bucks and the Packers, who might finally make a selection here in the first round of the ultimate mock draft. And remember, even if your team does not have a first round pick, they will be represented. Whatever pick they have as their first will be selected in the ultimate mock draft on day six Stay tuned. You won't want to miss it.
11: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone
0: 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.